Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer five exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. And this is the third time when we are having in our studio Stoyan, a very special guest, very special guest for me and for all of us, of course. Okay, I think I'm again doing something extremely wrong here, but Stoyan, you know you're special to me, right? I do, I do. Yes, so Stoyan is our performance and productivity guru. This is how we like to call him here. And he came to share his five strategies on how to be productive, achieve more and be happy. And we had so many great discussions and also a lot of content from our listeners that we have decided to make this show triplets type which happens rarely, but happens when we have a really great topic. So this is the third part that we are recording. And guys, if you missed part number one and part number two, shame on you. But you can always visit our website, the5options.com, five as a number, when you can find all of the podcast episodes, or you can visit our free of charge YouTube channel. You just have to type in you've got five options and all of the radio shows are actually there. So if you would like to uh, learn about the previous uh, three strategies that Stoyan has shared and many, many other great things that we have discussed, you have to just come back and re-listen. And today we are continue with five strategies. We have two more strategies, Stoyan, right? Absolutely. Yes, so uh, Marta, are you excited to hear them? I am so excited. I'm hardly sitting. You are hardly sitting, huh? So I will see how you will sit through this one because the strategy number four is block time each day for daily reflections and time management. How does it make you feel, Marta? It makes me feel like I've tried it and it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so it's already uh, approved by Marta. But Stoyan, please elaborate. Okay, this is something that a lot of people actually are avoiding uh, nowadays. Um, you know, why do I have to plan? It's kind of, it's not sexy to plan, right? It's not the thing that you want to do every day. People usually plan their goals or stuff, you know, once in a quarter. You know, some people have to do lists and so on. But I think there is a, definitely a better way. But the, the, the most important thing is to really have the discipline to set aside certain time every day in which you reflect on your day and say, did I spend my time on the things that mattered most? Did I achieve the results that I wanted to achieve? Did I have any challenges? Uh, do I have to, you know, include some more people that can help me to achieve the task? You know, when I'm doing workshops, I, I show this picture of a mountain. You know, when you're down in the forest, in the jungle, you're hustling, you're getting things done. You know, you're spending time with uh, personally and so on. And then every day you want to go back on the top of the mountain, on the top of the hill, so you can see things from perspective, basically. How far did I go? What are the challenges on the road? Am I going in the right direction? Or do I have to readjust the road? So think about it as going 
up at the mountain top or on the hilltop so you can have things in perspective. This is an investment. Some people, you know, I had uh, some corporate workshops uh, and I speak with a team and, and the leader of certain team tells me, I don't have time to plan my time, right? Like it's such, a, such, such an irony. I'm like, how do you manage? Well, I'm just getting to work. I'm doing things. I don't have time to plan. I'm like, well, I wonder why, <laughs> you know, because um, and it, I think it's just it's a very simple habit. It, it requires some discipline. It's not easy to do it. But if you start adding, you know, 30 minutes every day, just lock this time for your own reflections and try to prioritize what's the core outcomes I want to produce tomorrow. What are the communications? You just write a list of all the things and uh, try to adjust it again. We spoke about outcome focus. You should go back to the previous episode and hear it. But um, what is the outcomes I want to produce? And how do I make sure? What's the most effective strategies I get there? Let me lock it into my calendar. I can always move it around, but then at least I have a structure. So when the day comes tomorrow, it's easy for me to decide when something new comes in, whether it's more important or not. Um, so that's, uh, that's the idea. And I can see Marta is already applying that. Are you applying that, Marta? So, yeah, as I've mentioned in one of the previous episodes, I have trained myself very well in the outcome-focused approach to my life. So that's the part that has been coming to me naturally. And I have very quickly in life learned that if I plan things, I actually achieve so much. So that's something that came because of my because of the personality that I have. It came quite naturally and easy to me. I just tried it once, it worked so well, so I just continue applying it. So I think this is great. What I love what you did, Stoyan, was actually also applying the reflection part. Because one thing that many people do is like, okay, I have my to-do list. So I plan my time because I make my to-do list and I even lock things in the calendar. But what I love about your approach is the reflection part. And the reflection part is amazing. We should really not underestimate how much we learn how much we have learned and just looking into it gives us so much information and helps us learn and grow every day. So thank you for reminding this to us and to the listeners because it's beautiful. And just to add on top of that, thank you for, for sharing. To add on top of that, I think it's it's also about trying to find a, a language or like so so it can be a bit more emotional because to-do list, meh, you know, it's kind of, mm. uh, so how can I, you know, when I'm writing my list of things or outcomes I want to produce, I'm always trying to juice it up a little bit, you know, so it kind of, it's kind of fun. It's more like, you know, create a kick-ass podcast with the girls. Like, what's the language that you use that can give me a little bit of, instead of doing paperwork, make sure that I'm clear uh, with those things so I can grow myself. Like, you know, just try to make it in a way that it doesn't hold you, especially the things that you have to do, but you don't want to. You want to give it a little bit of juice. Uh, that's uh, that's something that I want to also include. What is the why behind it, right? Like how, how I can connect this so I can get more excited about it. So before we will discuss the fifth uh, strategy, Stoyan, I would like to say that I actually really loved this uh, mention that, you know, we should phrase it or call it how we want, what is the closest to us, because I know that some people simply have an allergy when they hear planning. And I was actually one of those people because it sounds boring, it's not really sexy and so on. So many times when I'm planning something and people ask me what am I doing, I'm saying that I'm uh, making an evil plan on how to conquer the world. Then I feel like uh, that kind of one of those black characters from James Bond and it makes me just feel cool. 
I don't know. It works for me. Guys, it's really funny how human brain works, but whatever works for you works for you. And I'm doing what? I'm planning. But for me, it's an evil plan to conquer the world. See? So Somebody said if, if we record our self-talk, we all got to be put in a madness house or something. And I think it makes a lot of sense. But if, if something works for you, you know, as simple as it is what you said, I work with a client and he was resisting. He wanted to learn how to prioritize. But then when I mentioned planning too, he's like, oh, I don't know, man. And then we had to rename the two. So, you know, we worked on the how he wants to plan and stuff. And he called it time freeing toolbox. And he's like, okay, that's something that helps me to free my time. It's not planning, you know. Uh, so maybe you want to find a language that that excites you. Exactly. For instance, instead of like ticking off things from my to-do list, slaying the dragons, you know, like and uh, each point is a dragon. I don't know. Whatever. It's like it, whatever rings your bell. Actually, I like the monkey allegory you gave before. And actually, I will use it because that's something that speaks to me. You know, everything that distracts me could be called a monkey. And then, you know, I will play with the monkey later. It's so way better than I have to focus and let go of the distractions. So it's like, really, I think phrasing and, and you know, choosing the right vocabulary is so important for our own, you know, assimilation of those sometimes boring things like planning. They seem to be boring. And, yeah. also, and also, if you focus on the result of what you're doing, it's sometimes a lot more exciting I don't like going to the gym and sweating there. Like, I'm not writing on my list, go to the gym and sweating. I mean, you can write it as well, but it's more like fill myself with the energy. That's my outcome. Okay, now the step-by-step step might be go to the gym or something else, but, but I'm excited about the outcome and it's easier for me to actually get it done, even though I might not like it. Yeah, I, I think this is a really cool discussion and I have so many ideas, but I will not reveal them because as Stoyan said, some of us might be locked in a mental institution. So let's just uh, jump into the next one, which is the last strategy for today. Win the start and the end of your day with productive rituals. So Stoyan, can you please elaborate? Your morning and your evening is the time that you actually can set yourself to have a productive and a happy day. Um, so it's interesting uh, to see that if you make a research, I think I've heard it on the Tim Ferriss um, podcast, that majority of the most successful people, athletes, billionaires, whatever, from all spheres of life, they usually have morning and evening rituals and they're including some mindfulness and meditation uh, techniques within them. It's like 90% plus of the people that I think he interviewed himself. Um, and there is a high positive correlation between people who set themselves uh, those habits. Um, now, what I mean by morning rituals, I mean, if, if you look into human history, you can also see a lot of the, the great artists or writers, they all had some certain rituals. I think Stephen King had this ritual where no matter what, every morning he's locking three or four hours where he wakes up, gets the coffee and starts writing. So what do you do with your rituals? Like, what could be some rituals? Um, I can share what works for me. I've been trying a lot of different things in the morning. My morning ritual is I'm waking up 5.30. Uh, first thing is I'm getting a glass of water. Sometimes I heat it up a little bit. And for me, this is like the, the magic water, you know, like purifying me, whatever. Then I'm listening to one kind of a motivational audio that, you know, I got from YouTube. And I'm jumping on my mini trampoline just to get some blood flowing and I immediately go to meditate. I use uh, this Vipassana technique 
I did this uh, 10 days silent retreat and I'm using the technique. I think it's really good. 15, 20 minutes every morning, after which I'm having a gratitude journal session. Before the gratitude, though, I have a, a so-called uh, morning pages, which I borrowed from Tim Ferriss, which is basically sometimes I have so much in my head and I just let it out. All the shit, you know, like it could be this person annoyed me, it was such a bad day, whatever, or it could be also good things. But I just dump everything out of my head. I'm already feeling better. And then I get into the second part of the journal, which is uh, gratitude. I'm writing at least 10 things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the amazing podcast we had with Marta and Anna. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have. I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for everything, you know. You just write 10 things and it gets me into a really good state. And then I continue with uh, a set of... Um, more visualization techniques. So on top of the meditation, kind of calming my mind, I'm visualizing, first of all, the, the goals or like where do I want to be in the future? I'm seeing myself as this. And secondly, visualizing the day. How do I want the day to be? Who do I want to be in this day? So I'm just going through the whole day, seeing how the day is going to go. And this programs me somehow. It's like kind of a program. I'm programming my brain how I want my world to be. Anything improves my happiness. I've seen just the research. We're working on a workshop now on uh, habits with a partner of mine. And I just seen a research. It's actually a clear picture how meditation is actually visually. You can see how the reactive processes of the amygdala part, like this part of the brain that's responsible for the you know, emotional side, negative self-talk, how through consistent meditation, patients start, like, this function decreases. So basically, your negative self-talk is decreased by that. Like, there's so many benefits of those techniques. Uh, so, so that's what I mean by morning uh, rituals. It doesn't have to be in that specific way. You can start with five minutes of just closing your eyes and breathing or whatever. You, you have to test for sure. But making your rituals and sticking to them, um, one of the rituals, waking up at the same time. That's a really good ritual, which requires also going to bed sort of like in the same time. In the evening, I do similar things, um, but it's a little bit different. I, I do a little bit of meditation and then I'm writing down in my journal, which is physical, three things I'm grateful for, you know, what makes me happy. It's kind of similar with uh, the other thing. And I'm reading a little bit of book so I can feed my, my head with stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think I, it's more about not what exactly you do, but just the fact that you prioritize to having these things you start a day in a really positive mindset and you're ready to move on with it that's your way that's your time uh, you take care of yourself marta i am dying to ask you for your morning ritual because i know that you tried a couple of different things because yeah. I, I actually have to tell you stoyan it's a, a wow 5.30, first of all, wow. Second of all, quite elaborated, quite a lot of things you're doing down there before you actually get to start to your day. And I think it's admirable that you have a stamina and endurance to go through this because, you know, it's like it's difficult at the beginning, at least, I think. Uh, but I know that Marta was also trying a couple of different uh, rituals, morning rituals. And I think you have a bit of uh, different circumstances if I might say as we talk about the morning because Marta has three kids and um, that can destroy any ritual if you know what I mean so I'm really curious what what Marta will tell us now so first what I wanted to say that actually applying morning ritual and evening ritual is something that increased the quality of my life tremendously what I can say is don't be like over optimistic because what I did, I was like, okay, 
In my life, I need to set up a one-hour morning ritual and one-hour evening ritual. And how long did I manage to do it? The one week that I was not working, because that was the only time that I could do it. And then as soon as I needed to start working full-time and so on, it started going, you know, completely down and I start feeling disappointed. I cannot make it. I'm not sticking to my own commitment. And I revolutionized this by saying, my morning ritual is going to be just 15 minutes as a commitment. And I will meditate five minutes as that's my commitment. I'm meditating five minutes and the 10 minutes of my morning ritual is sitting down with my children while we are listening to uh, some really calm, nice music. We are sitting together and we are I'm building this gratitude with them. So talking about the food and how we are grateful for the food and why it's beautiful to eat something that is healthy and how we are grateful for the person that did the breakfast and the person that bought the things and the person that brought the things to the shop and so on. So I kind of said, okay, because that's also back to priorities. I put so many things in my calendar, but when I looked in my priorities, my family is my priority and how does it, you know, come together? So I set myself just five minutes for meditation and I do it every day. There is absolutely no problem. I never, you know, I never disappoint myself. And I do the 10 minutes with my children as connecting and the gratitude part of it and so on. As soon as I started to do that, my morning ritual started expanding because I don't put pressure on myself anymore. I don't put overly high expectations which don't fit into an agenda of a full-time working mom of three kids. And suddenly I am able to have a larger morning ritual than what I set up as my minimum, but I never disappoint myself. I always have my morning ritual and I have my evening ritual and it's beautiful and it's increasing the quality of my life. It's increasing the connection with my children and so on. So that was just a little reflection from my side. Thank you, Marta. And fantastic, guys, because I think that this really shows that regardless of your life situation, uh, be it if you are young and single or if you are married or you have kids or whatever, you can come up with a morning ritual. And the most important thing is, I think, to realistically fit it into your lifestyle. That's number one. And not to have too high of an expectations and be too optimistic with it. And I think uh, both of your rituals are great. I have my own, but because I do a lot of weird stuff, I will not tell you. Uh, so that will be a secret for now. Maybe one day I will write a book about it. But anyway, guys, um, thanks, because I think that this is super valuable for, for the listeners, because you, we can hear two different morning rituals, two different time spans that you have. And uh, it's fantastic because everyone can relate. So, guys, great job. Really, I applaud you. Yeah. Stoyan, I think we are done with the strategies. And you know what this means? We're going to the questions. We are going to the questions because you have received a couple of questions. And already in the second episode, we have managed to go through one question uh, from Kati. And Kati was asking about high performance and having fun in the same time within teams. But now we will ask questions that are not teams related. I think they are more personal questions for personal productivity. So we have a question from Kotryna. And she have asked, should we use an hour every Sunday to plan for the next week and set out our goals? Or should we do that as a continuous process? That's a really great question. And the answer is, it really depends on, you, you have to test and experiment with everything. I love what Marta said to the previous question 
uh, because it's it's really what is your li- lifestyle? What works for you? Let me try it. Let's see, you know, how how it adapts to my lifestyle. What I would recommend is set time, as Katrina suggested, weekly to look into, you know, connect with your purpose, connect with what is my long term goals, uh, what have I produced this week, and I have a little process myself, which is like what have I achieved, what have I learned, what can I make better. So I'm going through my week. First of all, I'm feeling so much better from all the achievements, which I don't usually see so much. But when I write them down, oh, that's actually quite a bit of stuff. Then I, what have I learned? Well, I learned a lot of things about this, that, that, okay, a lot of great learnings. And then what can I make better? Of course, it's also a good question to ask. Maybe I wasn't really good in this meeting. Why? Because this and that and that. So I make a reflection on the week and then then set the Uh, the outcomes for the next week. What are the most important things so I can keep progressing on my goals? What are the things that I want to do to have fun with, uh, spend time with my, you know, people around me, family, relationships, so on. Um, so I would recommend highly to have a weekly reflection plus time management combined with every day setting aside time. I'm saying half an hour as a, you know, what I think would be good, but you might start with less or more. It's up to you. And every day, just just prioritize, schedule it. Uh, this is your time. This is the time that you can really connect and say, well, what are the things that make me most happy uh, that uh, I can work on? So, okay, I I think it's uh, I I first of all I hope Katrina is satisfied with the answer because it was quite uh, yeah you you took everything in you know so uh, also the continuous planning. And the Sunday, how she call it, of course, it can be also Tuesday. If, for instance, you think, yeah, I'm different. I will just make a weekly plan on Tuesdays. That also can work for you. But I think one thing that I really liked you said is that we have to try our own things, right? And that comes back to a really great example from Marta that, you know, you have to also uh, try what works for you because you can listen to some experts, read some books, try those things, and they simply don't sync with you. So thank you for pointing that out, Stoyan. And when you're saying trying, actually, uh, that's where a lot of people fail. Because they say, I tried it once, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to maybe give yourself a little bit of a period and say, well, let me try it for five days. Uh, yeah. Because then you can, li- like the first one, two, three days, maybe you didn't do it right. So you're kind of anxious, doesn't work for you. So it takes a little bit of time. So find some strategies that work, that you think might work. Try them for a specific period and then see the results, evaluate and readjust. Perfect. Um, and I think that um, this is the way to go, Katrina. If you have any uh, reflections back, please send us a message and yeah, we will see how you like this answer. Hopefully she liked it, Stoyan, because otherwise, yeah, joking. You know how special you are for me. So uh, now we have a question from Kate. And Kate asked, what kind of advice would you give to someone who has ADHD or ADD? That's actually a really good question. And I recently uh, read a book about uh, the topic from a guy who's uh, a very highly, have a, a very high level of uh, ADHD. Um, I just have to see, I think it was Turbo Focus, uh, the name of the book. And basically, he's coming from a place of, I used to feel like I'm so much less than others because I have this thing, like taking it as a disease. And he's like, now I see it as my superpower. I just want to adapt accordingly. Having this is actually, you can focus, hyper-focus for short periods of time and you can be super creative. So it's actually a superpower, but it's just adapting your lifestyle and your work towards your personality. Uh, so I would say 
maybe finding a way to structure your workload so that you don't have to be a routine person. Like the people that are really good in routines, like administrative, the same task. And, and these are very important people. But if you have ADHD, maybe that's not where you excel. And if you're trying to, to be, you know, the, the frog that climbs tree, right? It's never going to work. You have other superpowers. And your superpower is to be extremely creative and coming up with solutions and, and you know, those kind of things. So doing this accordingly to your, to your lifestyle, I'd say. But it's a great book. It's an eye-opening book. Uh, I'm going to check it out right now. Uh, I think it's Turbo Focus. It's called Faster Than Normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turbocharge Your Focus, Productivity and Success with the Secrets of the ADHD Brain by Peter Shankman. Perfect. We will put the title of this book in the show notes. So then uh, Kate and anyone else who is interested can always, you know, go and find the book. So we still have a time for a question, Stoyan. And this one is from Ulrika. What are your thoughts on how to generate passive income? As an entrepreneur, you only have your own precious hours to sell. And surprise, we also only have 24 hours a day. That think smart where time and quality is the core. So I think it's a great point. Passive income could definitely help you to reduce your time if you have prepared something. But what are your thoughts about this? I think it's a really good question. And I think uh, the goal of every business is in a way to get out of the business. Like you're building a business, you're building a structure and you work on the business only when you want to. Uh, so um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, are taking di- this to a different level. Like they, they kind of get into the business. And um, of course, in the first one, two, three, four years, I don't know, you have to put a lot of hours yourself and you have to cover a lot of areas which you don't necessarily want to. But if it continues to be the case, there's this period of the business that you need to hustle. And then there is the, the period after which when you define your business model, when you define your core product, when you define uh, you know, core customers to, to really focus and try to build structures and scale it up, right? Uh, that's if we're building a business, right? Um, passive income can be a lot of different things, right? You can, you know, in the area that uh, we are in, that could mean you developing some sort of uh, online product like courses or some other things that you can scale that, I mean, you can definitely do that as well. So I would say it's definitely always a good thing. You know, focus on what's the core of your business or just talking about entrepreneurship. What's the core of your business? What is the core products? Try to stay focused. Uh, build it up to a level where you can actually hire people to do all the things that you don't want to do. And you focus on only on the things that matter to you. Or maybe you exit the business entirely and the business is running by itself so you can do whatever else you want to do. And just have a strategy, like what, what kind of passive income do I want to create that, that fits my values, that fits uh, what I can be good at and so I can provide value to the marketplace and uh, also have something so I don't have to work any day more at the, till the rest of my life and I'm still going to be able to, to cover all my um, expenses. Thank you very much for, for your answer, Stoyan. I think uh, passive income in general, it's a topic that we could make a separate show about, right? So we will have Stoyan back in a studio in November when he will be our special guest on a live show. So maybe then we will come back to it. Who knows? Stoyan is full of surprises and he's very special. So as you know, we, we, we will just see. We will see how it goes. But thank you very much, Stoyan. And thank you very much, Marta, for being here today. 
today. What a great show. Three parts. Everyone, I hope you were satisfied for our lovely listeners who asked the questions. If you have any follow-ups or opinions, please send us a message either via our website or fan page on Facebook. Yeah, and thank you very much, everyone. Really, great job. Thank you, Anna, for hosting these three parts as well. So if we are so grateful here today, the gratitude goes towards you as well. Wow. Thank and, you. And as a, as a trio, I also want to say thank you for making me part of this trilogy. Uh, let's hope it's going to be epic. And uh, I look forward to, to the next time uh, I'm going to be here in November. Thank you so much, girls. Thank, thank you. you. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks! <laughs>